Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Cyber Security Happy Hour podcast. I am your host, Christy, and the topic of today's podcast is biometrics in cybersecurity. Now, what is biometrics? Well, we use biometrics to measure our physical characteristics. So we use it to identify an individual. So this that the biometrics are unique to that person. Now, when I say unique, I'm talking about uh, special uniqueness such as fingerprint, uh, facial recognition, retina, and iris. So these are the various types of technologies that are used to uniquely identify an individual. So what exactly is biometrics? So again, I'm just going to use the definition. It's specifically talking about our physical human characteristics. So our human, not just human, our behavior characteristic and using that to digitally identify an, a person. Now, once we've identified that person, then how do we use it? We use it to grant access to a resource. Okay. A resource could be a nap. It could be uh, a banking app. Okay. And a numerous, numerous, numerous identification could be to a website, for example, but it's one of the primary uses of uh, biometrics. It is for authentication. So what then is biometrics security? So what was the security? So we've got the, we, are, we now understand what biometrics are. I think we have some idea what security is. So when we combine those two together, we use biometrics to identify a unique characteristic. So again, I said, I'm just kind of repeating that again, just to uniquely identify that person with characteristics that a person is born with. And typically those characteristics such as retina, voice patterns, usually cannot be replicated. It is unique to that individual. So we use these characteristics to help what? To secure our systems. We want to make sure the right person or the right individual enter can use our systems. And when I mean systems, of course, it could be network systems. It could be at our mobile phones. Okay, so if we're using those those behavior or personal characteristics to secure our devices, our networks, etc. Do not forget to protect your data in transit and maintain your privacy by using our affiliate link for NordVPN. So get NordVPN. However, you need to use the coupon code Intex Cyber. And what do you get for using this coupon code? You get 70% off a free year plan plus one month free. So I'm going to just repeat that. Okay. Get NordVPN. You want to protect your data in transit. You want to make sure it's encrypted so that what hackers cannot read your data. Get Nord, NordVPN using our, our code IntechCyber. And you get 70% off a free year plan plus one month free. So how does biometrics work? How does it work? In the first place, for us, an organization, or for us to use this biometric data, we need to really get a hold of that data. So there is a period of enrollment. So that individual will enroll into a system and, or, and those characteristics are stored in, in a database. Now, since we're talking about security here, that data that has been captured must be encrypted. 
So it, once it's captured, it's stored in the database. It can be stored within your phone, that device, or it could be stored in a remote server. And again, primarily, since you talk about security, one of the key aspects of biometrics in cybersecurity is used for, for verification purposes. Now, let's just start with a device that we are familiar with, your smartphone. Now, if your smartphone has the capability of using fingerprints for identification, do you remember? So what will happen is you would enroll. So you would use, let's say you have a smartphone like an iPhone, for example. You would, you would use, you would enroll your fingerprint, most of your thumbprint, okay, onto the system. And once it has captured all the intricacies of your thumb, then it can use that at a later date to unlock your phone but it must be enrolled first so it unlocks that phone of course we have various types of biometrics some are stronger and some are weak now if it's a weak biometric that means anybody that's not authenticated has not registered on your device can access that phone so that's a disadvantage but primarily how it works is once you've enrolled on your device it becomes a sort of key to unlock your phone. Because of the uniqueness of biometrics, biometric security is really one of the most popular ways for individuals as well as companies to secure their devices or their assets, especially when we talk about two-factor authentication, right? So it would help what reduce fraud and other things like identity thefts. Now, other things that I've just mentioned one aspect, we have, of course, facial recognition, which is another part of biometrics, scans, voice recognition are beginning to be introduced in banking apps as a form of authentication. Now, all these comes together. The reason why this is popular really at the moment is really to fight cybercrime. So it's an additional security in combination with something you have, which is your password or your code or, uh, well, okay, something you know, I should say, really. Something you know, such as a password or PIN or something you have as a device. Okay, so that gives it that extra layer of security. So that biometric authentication gives you that uh, extra layer of security because it is unique to you or to the individual. One thing I want to highlight, of course, is that yes, it is secure, but if this, the, the storage, let's say stored in the server, or let's say it is not encrypted and that device is hacked, then of course you've got a major problem, okay? So what that means, what's a major problem? If the, the storage area is not secure and a hacker uses or cyber criminal gets hold of that data file, they can use it to authenticate or they can use it to spoof uh, biometric data. Now we've seen some instances of this. For example, it can be used to access, for example, your, your medical history. So what are really the steps? Or how does this biometric technology help in cybersecurity or even security in general? So not just cybersecurity, I'm just going to just deviate slightly, even with physical security. So step one, the individual will enroll on the system. 
So you would have so, uh, an administrator managing or supervising that enrollment system. The person goes to that system and then registers. When I mean enrollment, so they register. So they will have to what? Either the fingerprints or the iris will be scanned and stored on the system. Step two, then once, so we've got the application. So we've got the, they create the uh, enrollment application and it creates a template. So that data has been collected, will be stored on the template. And then step three, then that template is then connected to the individual's identification and then stored on the database. So step one, enrollment, okay, where the data, where there's data collection. Step two, then the enrollment application will create this uh, reference template. And then step three, that template is connected to that user, that particular user, and then is stored on the database to be referenced at a later date. Now I've mentioned fingerprints. I'm going to talk about another unique one, which is veins. So the veins that lie be below your hands or our hands, okay, can be used for identification as well. Because yes, so yes, oh yes, the veins are unique, similar to any. So the enrollment process is that described previously. So what's the what's the advantages? Let's look at vein recognition. So again, you will you, you your your veins it will go through a scanner and again follow that enrollment process and then of course what's the advantage of this? The veins does not require any it doesn't require any physical contact, so you don't have to press it to the system. It just kind of scans it, it sensor scans the veins. It's two, it's um it's accuracy is a little bit more accurate with that vein recognition so there's a low error rate so that one's a low error rate it it, it would not authenticate somebody so, so nobody can so uh paul cannot impersonate peter after enrollment and thirdly it is you can't forge that you can't you can't copy or forge or tamper or tamper with it and then we use it again so that's that's the advantage um what's the disadvantage now of course biometrics i would say it's still a, a relatively new technology uh it's still new so as with any new technology okay there's always ongoing research so it's not 100 percent perfect so what are really some other disadvantages generally with biometrics using biometrics to secure uh infrastructure and just mentioned one accuracy okay so of course, the person is has been enrolled on the system. There might be errors to system. Remember, these are technology, software, and IT systems. So you cannot really guarantee a hundred percent. Hundred percent is not guaranteed. So there might be a um, a high number of errors or false acceptance rate. So or, or false rejection rate what i mean what do i mean by false acceptance rate a false acceptance rate is somebody that has not been enrolled in the system and let's say again i'm coming back just to make this clear we have two individuals peter and paul paul has been enrolled on a biometric system his information is there stored on the template when he goes there he he uh he uh, he uses it to authenticate and it is access the device that's fine then, but what about Peter? Peter has not been enrolled on the system, but he, when he authenticates, he gets accepted. So that's what we mean by false acceptance rate. 
And what about the other false rejection rate? The false rejection rate is the opposite. A person, an individual that's been enrolled in the system, when they go to authenticate, they get rejected. So that is the problem with the accuracy of biometrics. The second concern is about our privacy. Now remember, things like retina scans, they have to scan the back of the eye where all your blood vessels. And of course, when you scan the back of your eye, sometimes it might highlight medical issues like glaucoma. All right. Now, you may not want your employer or whoever system you authenticated to know about that, well, that deficiency. So that's, the, that's one of the concerns. Now, of course, in the UK, we are under, you know, we, you know, we have the European General Data Protection Regulation, GDPR. So again, we have to make sure that, okay, apart from those concerns, where is that data stored? Where is that template stored? Is it in the UK? Is it in another country that is for authentication? So again, that's one of the privacy. Another concern is hygiene issues. Now, so when I mean hygiene issues, this is slightly more, I want to talk about one instance. Let's say you are using this for to authenticate physically. So you go to the authentication point and you enter your fingerprint. Okay, that's fine. But what if there's multiple users? How do we know that that's, uh, device has been sanitized we don't know we don't know so those those are concerns now what about when we use retina or iris scanning so a laser will go through your eye at the moment we're not sure of the long-term damage to the eye as this is a relatively new technology and research is still ongoing another area of concern uh, of using biometrics is it can be used for fraudulent purposes. Remember I said if a cyber uh, criminal uh, get access to the, the file or template or they have access to, let's say, a fingerprint, they can reuse, there's a possibility of reuse to authentic, for authentication purposes. It can be sensitive to various environmental uh, factors. So yeah, so if there's very, so let's say very, very environmental factors, it can probably cause or trigger a high rejection rate. And when I mean environment, it could be possibly the heating or even the lighting of the environment. Um, other, other areas are, are disadvantaged. It could be, there could be a high error rate due to racial differences. Yes, due to racial differences, maybe the tone of the, of of the person so if the you know it might not authenticate due to uh, the tone thinking somebody else so there's still there, there is uh which is a major issue so it may authenticate or may not so it can go on the reverse however yes i have highlighted the disadvantages but uh the, and some advantages but i'm going to just kind of round up with the the good the good bits it is less expensive it's much more it's a cheaper technology to to install i mean the costs now are, are reducing of course there's various biometric options available that have been tested in an independent lab uh, i'm given a rating depending on the biometrics that's been chosen let's say for iris for example it's Irish typically has a a very low error rate which has, which is a good thing and it's a little bit harder to, to forge. It becomes tricky if you want to kind of forge an iris data. Forge iris, iris data.
What are my final thoughts on biometrics and cybersecurity? Well, it is still an evolving technology. It has been used successfully. It uses your behavior and your physical attributes to authenticate to a system or device. It's still used for to provide security in combination of uh, with other devices or knowledge such as something you know, which is your part of the pin, your device and your and something you are, which is your bi the biometrics itself. So if if you use or freeze what we call what a multi what factor authentication, primarily it's for multi factor authentication which gives the strong kids security today. Yes, we do know that there are risks, of course, but it does provide, biometric does provide a very, very, very good or, or say strong security for our systems. It is accessible. It is c convenient. As the technology develops, we're going to see it's going to it's going to you become it's going to be used in the long term to secure our systems. Thank you once again for listening. You can contact us at admin at intexit.co.uk. If you've got any further questions on cybersecurity or you require any cybersecurity support, you can follow uh, us at, in on Instagram on CyberSec Happy or contact information are on the show notes. Until next time, goodbye.